week's episode is brought to you by Support the Mountain's Herbal Parasite Cleanse. This formula targets the small and large intestinal tracts and larvae, the most broad-spectrum formula available today. 100% organic, formulated by Dr. Mikio Sanki, author of the Esoteric Acupuncture Series. For 10% off your first bottle, visit shopyogahub.com and use the coupon code CLEANSE at checkout. Hello and welcome to YHTV's Flowing into Awareness with visionary and master intuitive Anatara. I'm Christina Suzuma, your host for this show. This is episode 41, Play, the Most Natural Form of Expression. And with us is our dear Anatara. Good day, Christina. Are you are you feeling playful? Oh, I'm always playful. That's why I bounce <laughs> you with my ball. Well, I, w- I was just going to invite you to bounce for us because, <laughs> because to me that that is adult play. That's, oh. you know, that that bounce, that that effervescence, that that joy, just in that little bit of movement. That's oh yeah, playfulness. Yes. Oh, the cells just <laughs> love the movement. Oh, I, wish, <laughs> I wish I were sitting on a ball too. <laughs> We'll have to get you one of those. <laughs> I have one, but it doesn't line up with the level of my desk, so it's it's not practical. Oh dear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go bounce later. <laughs> so so play, being playful, experiencing your playful nature, um, finding out what playfulness means means to you. You know, as adults, we tend to incorporate so many ideas about what playfulness is or or in what ways we are allowed to play. You know, we play soccer, we play baseball, we play golf. Um, but but when we're playing those games, there's a there's a structure to it. There's nothing wrong with structure. That doesn't negate playfulness. But is it is it restricting playfulness? Is it is it keeping you in a in a in a form or in a flow that is regimented, um, I tend to tend to believe, and I'm not going to impose this on everyone, but my belief system is in general that as adults we don't play enough, and that the play that we have is 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 really it, it's it's all balled up in ideas. It's all balled up in definitions of what play should look like or what play can be. When I watch children play, they are just expressing themselves, expressing the joy of and the naturalness of who they are by playing. No filters, no musts, no do it this way or do it that way. It's it's just it, it's an expression of what's coming through. And when you play, it invites more playfulness. When you let yourself relax and 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 jump around or 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 bounce off something or or tiptoe or skip or dive into the water, the play is a flow of the the very essence of who you are. When I play, I feel I feel so jubilant. I feel so at ease. I feel happy because I'm not imposing anything on myself. So this this discussion of playfulness for me is an invitation for each and every one of us to find a thread of of the truth of just being light within ourselves. In the last um, episode, we talked about 
um, learning how to surf with our words, learning how to surf instead of, of being held down or held back by the ideas that come through through our through our words, the ideas that we impose on on ourselves through what we say. Well, with playfulness, it's exactly the same thing. Watch any child, whether you know this child or not, watch them play. Watch the laughter and the giggles and the and just the fun that they find when they when they just let themselves be. Kids are so good at just being. So, where is that part of you that knows how to just be? Where is the part of you that can be invited by a beautiful lawn or a tree to climb or a coastline to scramble around or a dog to throw a ball for? Where is the part of you that can let that play invite you to be at ease, at ease with yourself, at ease with the moment, at ease with the part of yourself that knows how to bubble up? The the bubbles, the bubbles that are the true you, they don't want to be contained. They want to they want to fly away. They want to step into the 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 moment. They want to release the heaviness and the doubt and all of the things by definition that we say to ourselves have to be in order for us to make life be okay, in order for others to feel okay about us, in order for others to not judge us. Um, I've often been told, and it may be obvious why, that that I don't take anything seriously, that uh, you must just be an airhead from California because, you know, look at how bubbly you are. And they, they don't understand the people that have that concept about me and this presentation of me. They don't understand that I am living in the light side of self, the light side of being. I'm not ignoring the things that are important. I'm not ignoring critical things. And I am approaching them as well from a lightness of being, from a playfulness. So I encourage everyone to to observe others at play and see what you feel and think about playfulness. Does it bother you? Is it annoying when an adult seems to be lighthearted and playful? Uh, do you dislike the, you know, your friend that tickles you or always makes a joke out of something? You know, what is it about that that annoys you and or what is that about it about it that you enjoy? What are your definitions of play? What do you restrict yourself with and others with, you know, creating judgment of others and yourself because you have those those notions that play is not all right if that exists and if you don't have negative ideas about play are you playing you know are you playing do you let yourself play and if it's not because of negativity that you withhold playfulness what is it look for that so watch the way others play and watch the way you do or do not play um you know get a bouncy ball at that moment of you know being suspended <laughs> feels light, feels playful. Try to remember what it was like when you were a kid and it didn't matter what anybody else said and it didn't matter what you were supposed to be doing because you just wanted to play. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, Anatara. I agree. It's it's time to play and it should be. And and as you were speaking you you bring up some really really wonderful points when when we do watch children play and 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 I've actually caught myself recently as I watch my own child play, where 
I look and I go, well, <clears throat> don't do that. You're creating a mess. Don't, do, do you know? It's, it's like that yeah. automatic, you know, like, I don't want to clean up the mess. So I'm going, don't do that. You're creating a mess. Don't, you know, don't do that because, and the, like a month ago, I caught myself and said, whoa, stop, stop. Mm -hmm. Sit down on the floor. Do what they're doing. What is it harming? And in the end, let's just clean up together. Exactly. You, you know, but I, I think there is a, a societal restraints that we put on. And and when you say, well, where does it come from? Like why, you know, I, they, people look at me and they go, you're always happy. You're always laughing. You're always playing. And I'm going, yes, <laughs> but I know also a part of me is so stringent in what I do. And when I look back and I go, well, why is that? Well, one is to keep life sort of in a certain orderly manner as well that you know, is livable, <laughs> but also Going back and thinking about how, as we're growing up, what the adults are saying to us mm -hmm. about, oh, don't be silly, don't be, don't be, don't be, don't be. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like a cultural, possibly, or a societal uh, upbringing that, that, that has been, you know, shared with us. And we're carrying it through and being, you know, for me, it was being aware, like, as you said, surfing that wave mm. in language. It's surfing that wave in life mm. to say, you know, I'm going to dive in and not get hit. I'm just going to dive in, right? And, and it's, it's beautiful how the previous episode and this episode, they really do tie in because it's about creating that awareness, that awareness of a certain uh, awareness to a certain freedom. And, and I like what you said about observing yourself, restricting how your, your child plays, because you don't want to deal with the, whatever the consequence of the mess might be. And, you know, we all feel that sometimes, you know, we're tired, we just don't want to bother with what's going to be the result of that, that abandoned, lovely, happy, in the moment. Play. Yes, yes, because <laughs> it's, it's actually really beautiful. And, and uh -huh. interesting what you just said, I, I say our children are our mirrors. Mm. So what we're restricting them to do, we're actually restricting ourselves. Yeah, we, we can see what our stories are. We can yes. see what our concepts are by observing what we say and, and attempt to place on what the kids are doing. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, it, that's, that's an, an excellent frame of reference for the whole thing. I want to say, say one more thing about play um, because I just read a study about it. it. It's so interesting the way things happen all in a, in a sequence. But I just read, it, read about a study that I think came out of Scandinavia somewhere where they, they studied how the kind of play that we allow our children is making them less capable and able physically and is actually creating a state of greater play yard accidents for children than, hmm. than, than used to happen when playgrounds were less restrictive. So, so I'll see if I can paraphrase this so that it makes sense. When we, when we create a certain kind of playground where everything is controlled, you know, even the, even the, the, the bars and the swings and the slides and the things that the kids are allowed to play with, when those are controlled and we are always present, interjecting, be careful there, uh, watch how you do that, uh, maybe you shouldn't do that, even that kind of language that also allows the child to think is restricting the, the complete physical um, learning that a child can do within their own body. And 
So the study showed that when they have an uncontrolled and wilder kind of playground that's more like the woods or has cliffs or, or, you know, steep grades to it, that the children find their way to teach themselves how to move and play within it and in the long run have far fewer playground accidents. Mm. So I, I just thought that was fascinating. And, and, and I watched the way I always was with, with my kids, the way I'm with my grandkids, where I tend to let them go to the limit of what might be thought to be physically safe. Uh, watching, watching all along, ready to, to leap in if I have to, but letting them experiment with those edges. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think when we can, in play for ourselves and for, for our kids, find a way to a safe edge we are also remaining far more in the moment and also remaining far more in a in a, in a in a place where we can learn from our playfulness rather than being directed through our playfulness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes yes absolutely i i, I like the way you've uh, articulated that it's it's mm-hmm. true uh we can be overly protective and hence we learn from falling exactly you know all through life you know we learn from falling we learn from making those mistakes and (laughs) yes and if we aren't allowed to make them we'll never know what a mistake is and we and we and we give and we give up in life before we let ourselves find the mistakes or find the edges yes absolutely and we don't even have to think about it as a mistake we find an edge where something occurs you know that you could look at it as a consequence or you could look at it as just the logical next step in whatever we're doing Mm -hmm. and when we and when we don't know how to do that as children, then we're perhaps not looking for those edges or limits of our own realities when we're adults. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, the extension of play. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so everybody get on your bouncy balls and we'll all have a good time. <laughs> That's the first start is get on a bouncy ball. <laughs> I'll make my stool bounce. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you so much, Anatara. This is truly a lovely moment. And yes, we all need a lot of play in our life, a lot of play and laughter. And and that's what will keep our life uh, simply balanced. That's it, the balance. Yes, yes. Well, thank you, Anatara. And of course, to each and every one of you for joining us in this new platform of education and information. We're grateful for your continuous support. And we look forward to hearing your feedback on how we can serve you better. You can connect with Anatara by following her on Twitter, at Anatara, and of course through her own site, anatara.ca. And uh, please, we look forward and invite your comments and questions, and we'll be sure to forward them to Anatara or whomever our special guest or host is. Um, Please leave your comments by typing them into the comment box and clicking submit, and we will definitely get back to you, or giving us a call at 818-LET'S-TALK, 818-LET'S-TALK. Be sure to leave your contact information so that we can respond. So until next time, namaste. Like not having a high libido, uh-huh. um, it's almost well. It's the manifestation of all this, all these stresses or stressors on us. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, work-life balance and career stress, stress in and of itself, is definitely an impact on. Uh, definitely impacts libido. Um, you know, adrenal fatigue, 
will certainly impact libido, um, not enough time, um, not like literally no freedom in your life to really feel like you have the ability to indulge in that.